This is the Gospel of Kittis, people! Hey, welcome to the GOK. This is number 97, brought to the week of April 5th, 2019. I'm your host. My name is James. Welcome to the personal audio journal of me, James Kennison. Okay, so uh, my fingernails are doing great. I know you were dying to know, but I um, ever since that one episode a few back, uh, 10 things I would change. Um, I did have at least changed one of them, and that is uh, that I I am no longer a fingernail biter. Uh, my wife loves it because whenever she needs a, her back scratched, I am heaven on earth for her. And so, you know, a worthy update for a personal audio journal um, fingernail update. <clears throat> How about a better update? Um, many of you know... Uh, that our life, I've, I've even talked about this on um, that story show a little bit, but our life's been in an uproar since about January because um, the kids' school said, hey, you know what? We're After next year, we're going to stop doing high school, and our daughter is going into ninth grade. And so that meant that she would be able to go to ninth grade there. But then another school that we don't know and don't know anything about that has no leadership really other than a board. They have no money except for just a pale amount. Um, They have a lot of, uh, uh, they had a lot of faith talk uh, and that was, and not much else. Um, They were going to come in and take over and, and we don't know these people and I wish them the best. I really do. Um, but there was just too much faith talk for me. You know what faith talk is? Faith talk is Christians use it. Um, and I don't even know that they know they're using it. Uh, but it, it it comes across a lot when people don't know answers to certain questions. Like, where's the money going to come from? Well, the Lord's going to provide. He's going to fill in the blanks. He's going to do this and he's going to do that. We're going to believe this. We're going to believe that. And I I don't trust anybody that can tell me what God's going to do because you never know what God's going to do. He has promises. Yes, blah, 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 blah. I know all that. But I also know God does what he wants and he rarely does it on my schedule, uh, if ever. And um, that was what the faith talk was. So based on that, and just the fact that nobody on the board seemed to have any qualifications to run a school, uh, Jenna and I decided that our daughter was not going to be part of the great experiment there and uh, that we needed to find another place. Unfortunately, they told us the week after uh, St. Louis's school lotteries were done. Um, I don't know that I've explained this before. Perhaps I have, forgive me, but St. Louis is weird in the city with their public schools. Um, James, why didn't you just go private? Well, most of the private schools are single gender Catholic schools, and we just don't want that experience. The, the one gender thing, girls are mean to each other, uh, I know you could say boys can be worse, but I, I don't know. But just for me and my wife, we're, that's not the experience we wanted for school. 
Um, there was one Protestant school, actually two, that uh, happened to be uh, for girls and boys. One was really small and and just just had a different model than what we would want. And then another one was just way too expensive. Oh, and and by the way, all the Catholic schools were way too expensive too, especially considering what we were paying. So we went to the public school arena. And the way they do it here in St. Louis is they have normal schools that nobody really wants to go to. And then they have charter schools and um, magnet schools. And magnet schools can become, you know, from from anywhere in the city. They're usually a little bit better. Um, Stats-wise, not much. But anyway, needless to say, uh, or no, no, needed to say, I'll, I'll save the needless to say part for a little bit. Um, what I meant to say was the lotteries are done um, from a waiting list of people that have applied um, they, they obviously draw names, I guess, out of a hat or something. And then they let people know that their kid has made it into their, this special school and been admitted. And then after that, you're out of luck. You're on a waiting list till next year. All their selections are made. And the only way you're going to get in is if you were on that list. And one of the people in the lottery says, no, thank you. Then you get a second chance possibly. So it's, it's pretty chaotic. And pretty weird and crazy and uh, nothing in the world that you could ever, you know, uh, rely on. Um, so needless to say, <laughs> there it is. We, um, we were out of luck. And so we decided we were going to move. We were going to move to South County. Um, St. Louis is not a county. It's a city. The county surrounding St. Louis is a is a group of cities, but it's still called St. Louis on your address. So we were going to move to an area in the south that had a great school, a uh, great public school. And we were shopping for houses. And we had looked at one house more than once. And we were going to make an offer on that house and... Lo and behold, I get a text and an email from a member of our church. They had recently uh, gotten their child accepted into a local community school. And um, by the way, let me just mention this whole time I was praying. I, I would love to say constantly, but I was praying a lot about this anytime i would i would start to worry about it i would try to turn every care into a prayer as i say and um my prayer was lord we don't know you know what to do here we i want to do your will but i don't know what that is and so we're moving this direction we're gonna move um What's the problem with moving, James? Well, let me tell you, we came to St. Louis to be a part of this church and to be a part of a community, and the community happens to kind of live close to each other. It's part of the deal to where we want to kind of dwell in a neighborhood and be an influence and be close to the people that we're um, ministering to and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so moving was sacrificing some of that. Not all of it, because it was just a 20-minute drive. 
So, you know, but it would have, it would have wrecked some things. So the, that's why it was such a big deal. Okay. I, I guess I should have led with that is that's where the conflict was. It was like between ministry and family. Now family wins every time, but the thing that bothered me is that there was no perfect solution. There was good solutions, uh, but not perfect ones. So there was either stay and 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 not move, but then take a really big risk on the school that they were going to not working out. So, you know, not perfect. Or move and and know, you know, the kind of school that we were gonna get, but moving away from what we came here for. Again, it would work good, but not perfect. So my prayer, I never dared pray for a perfect solution. I don't know that that one exists on this side of heaven, but I did pray that God would open doors or close doors um, because we're going to kind of go this direction. And I don't, I don't know how you do it, but I'm a, I'm a run and pray kind of guy. I've explained that before I know on this podcast. And so we decided to go this certain direction uh, to move. And um, like I said, the day, the day we were going to make an offer on this house that we liked, um, I got this email from a member of our church. Like I said, his preschool son had been accepted into a local community school. He forwards me the email of acceptance and cause at the bottom after the congratulations on, yeah, your little dude got in the school. There was a PS that said something to the effect of, if you know anybody between sixth and 10th grade, we are starting a school for them. Apparently this, uh, little community school has been, uh, around for about six years. And they only go up through seventh grade. And now these kids are grown up and they need a place to go. And so they're expanding. And uh, so we're like, wow, you know, we, we got to check this out. And so we took a tour of the school and we were very impressed. Um, there's kind of a catch, though. There's a little bit of a catch because they don't have a high school they are acquiring a high school there's another high school two minutes from their existing space where they're building a brand new middle school area that my son will love i'm sure um they're 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 acquiring this because uh apparently the school was was being run improperly and there was some fraud numbers going on um possibly reporting more students than they really had so they could get more money from the government kind of thing. So uh, this school is finishing out its year. And then my, this, this community school will now take over and, uh, and run it. So again, a bit of a gamble, not a perfect solution because, okay. You know, before we wouldn't go with the school, my daughter's existing school because 
you know, they were they were an experiment. And now we're in another place and uh, another experiment. But at least in this case, I trust the leadership because they have established a fine school. And I believe that they can turn around the high school um, that exists. I really do. And I believe it's a bit of an experiment. I didn't want my daughter to be part of an experiment, but at least this is an experiment that is reversible. If we moved and you know, and God forbid she hates the school and the whole thing, we're we're stuck. We've spent thousands of dollars in moving and 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 uh we got realtor fees and all this kind of stuff. We gotta stay where we're at. But at least if this is a mistake. If this is a mistake, we've still got options. We could pull her out midweek and have her in a new school in in no time as you know we find a house and blah blah blah. Um we could put her back in to where she's at right now because they're going to run you know ninth grade for one more year. Uh so we have options. Is it a perfect solution? No, but is it close? Yes. Yes it is. Um, the only problem is, or, or one of the problems was when I emailed them, they wrote back and told me about a lottery, uh, which I was like, boo, you know? Yeah. We just had a lottery cause that's why your friend's preschool son just got selected, but we got another one in April, uh, or June. It was June people, people, uh, I wrote back and I said, look, I hate to even ask. I know you have rules and, 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 and I, I respect that, but I got a sixth, sixth grader and a ninth grader coming in and we are, we are put, we have, we're about to put an offer in on a house and we have paused based on the fact that we heard about your school. Is there anything you can do to get us in for tour or come talk to us or whatever? Miracle of miracles. They write back and they said, okay, we have a spot guaranteed for your son and your daughter. And we will schedule a one-on-one uh, uh, tour because they, they only do them at certain times. And the closest one was in the middle of April. So we'll do a one-on-one tour with your family tomorrow. So I I don't know. I, I get, I don't know. I, 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 (laughs) I'm going to get my sentence out lately. Anything that's good. I give credit to God for even lucky stuff. It seems that the disciples, they believed in luck. If you read about them selecting new disciples, they, they used lots, they cast lots, uh, and, and chose new disciples. So they seemingly believe that anything that happened, luckily, you know, like on a fluke, uh, was controlled by God. And I, I guess that's why Christians say they don't believe in luck because they believe that everything that happens lucky is, uh, God. And so I believe in luck and I believe luck are those happy little miracles that happen because God put something in your life. I give him credit for luck. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying there is luck. 
and it, it has nothing to do with your merits or whatever. It's just something God does. Little tiny miracles is what I would call them. This was a lot of lucky things happening all at one time, you know, right before we were making an offer, you know, and then I asked this special request and not only get a, an answer about being able to meet with them, but also guaranteed spots, not having to miss the lottery or, or use the lottery system. So we took the tour. We loved it. And as of this week, our children are enrolled in this school and, um, it's been it's been crazy. It's been a crazy relief because before we were going to have to move, we were going to have to buy a new house. We were going to have to sell an old house. We we're going to have to pack everything up, ship it over there. We're enrolling new schools, get to know the neighborhood, all this kind of stuff, and then deal with the fact that we were far away from our ministry goals and blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden. Over the course of just a few days, all of that is gone, and we get to stay in our house. Uh, we don't have to move. There's no houses to buy or sell. There's no school to look for. Everything's just back to normal and peaceful. And that's a little bit more than lucky. I would say that that is, that is God. Um, the only reason I, I don't want to give God credit, and this sounds bad, is because I'm not sure about it. I don't know that the school is going to be great. And it stressed me out a lot. And I was praying about that too. I was sitting there in the parking lot of my kid's school, waiting for them to get done with practice. And I started asking God, just struggling with the stress of not knowing for sure if this was the right decision. It seemed to make sense. It seemed like a miracle, but was it? And God kind of got on to me he gave me some thoughts anyway that I know were too smart for me to think up on my own. And it was something to the effect of, do you trust me with your bad decisions or with your choices? I don't know that it was bad decisions. He just said, do you trust me? And it, and it kind of, uh, that concept kind of rolled through all of my worries and answered a lot of questions. Like what if, what if it is the wrong decision? You're wanting to do my will. Don't you think I can take care of your kids in the middle of a, of a bad decision or the wrong decision? Your heart was right. You're trying to do what's best. Don't you think I'll reward that? Don't you think I'm strong enough? Do you not trust me? Those are the kind of things that I got out of it. I didn't hear the voice of God. It's just that's what I kind of got out of my head. And I realized that I had limited God and I was so focused on knowing his will that I had put that above my faith. Cause what is faith? Faith is the substance, a substance like putty. It is the proof, the evidence of things that you cannot see. It's the only thing that uh, makes it possible for anyone to know <laughs> that it exists apparently is, is, is your belief in it. Um, I was not in a place of faith. I was in a place of, I need to know for sure what all the answers are. And my faith was lacking. 
So I got that straightened out, and now I have um, I have faith. I just believe that um, that God can take care of it. So that's why I I want to give God cr- full credit for everything, but at the same time I want to say, well, if it doesn't work out though, <laughs> then it was my fault. But God's still going to work it out for our good. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Does that make any sense at all? Uh, I, I I'm too. Uh, I I think I overthink things. I really do. I don't know. All I know is I'm uh, I'm glad that the stress is over. At least for now, the kids have adjusted. You know, it was an emotional roller coaster for them the whole time, just like it was for us. They were upset when they found out we were moving. They were upset later when they had gotten used to that idea um, and then found out we weren't. Everybody's cool now. We are enjoying our home again. And uh, we are going to get over not having a house with a pool because <laughs> that's where we were. That's where we were headed. We were headed to to the promised land at a house with a pool, but we don't have to deal with that. Now we have a little, little tiny backyard with a trampoline in it. And that's enough. That's enough for us. I mean, the kids are only going to be with us eight more years, which is crazy to think about. So we're here and, um, that's kind of the whole deal. That's uh, it's the whole deal. Um, me lately, personally, you know, just a wellness update. I've been better. Um, or, or, yeah, I would say Sunday through Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. Yeah. Sunday through Tuesday was bad. I was, I was really far down. Um, and then Tuesday night, Wednesday, yesterday, today, kind of creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And today I feel okay. I don't hate myself. I don't feel like a burden on my family. Um, it's just a cycle of this depression and it stinks. Uh, it always feels like it's, it's me, like, like I'm the problem. Like it's real. Like, like that's who I am instead of me being the me I am right now with just an illness. It's, I guess I'm trying to say I'm not (laughs) the, the, the person I am when I am depressed down low is uh is not the person that I was born to be. That is not who I am inside. It is it is the real me being affected by a sickness. And so but 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 when I'm in that zone, when I'm in that place, it feels like me. It feels like it's all my fault. It feels like I am just doing it on purpose. It feels like I'm being lazy on purpose. It feels like I could do more if I could just get the guts and the willpower and all this kind of stuff. And, and then when I'm up, when I'm, when I'm not down in that place, when I feel normal 
and things just come naturally. Nothing is difficult. Things just are just simple to accomplish. I realize that it's it's not a matter of willpower. You shouldn't need willpower to get in the shower, to get out of bed. You know, that's an illness. I mean, there was even one day in particular that I had to take Jenna. I, I was getting the paperwork together for the school and we found out we needed immunization records and proof of a physical in the last year. Well, Jenna needed a physical. So I got that set up for the very next day at eight o'clock in the morning. I got her there. We did the whole thing. I, I, I took her to get a Frappuccino and took her back to school it was a great little bonding experience, blah, blah, blah. I got the paperwork and I brought it home and put it all together. And I went and took a nap because I was down. And I felt like crap when I got up. I got up about 11. So I, I didn't nap long, but it was enough. And I literally yelled at myself. I'm like, you have done more this morning already than you've done in a week why are you so down on yourself? And and it didn't make me feel any better. It didn't snap me out of it. But there is still a part of me, a logical side that knows that, that depression is not who I am. Because you know what I had done? I had I had booked a a a a a, a and all these things are minor miracles when you're depressed. So just just understand that. I had booked a um, an appointment for my daughter. I had taken her there in the morning, which is always difficult. I had gotten the paperwork for her and her brother, and I had put it all together in the right place and was ready to get in the shower to go and take it to the school, which I did. And after I did... I got a shot of, uh, I get, not adrenaline, I think it was just uh, serotonin, because I finally felt good for the first time all week. I called my wife, and I'm like, I feel good right now, finally. And she celebrated with me, and I said, our kids are enrolled in school now. It just suddenly is not an issue anymore, and that feels good. So, you know, it, it kind of stinks that things like that are minor miracles, you know, but they are and they need to be celebrated. And, um, you know, I got my kids. Not only, you know, did we get uh, find out about this information and got the tour and everything done, but I promptly was able to get it together enough to, to overcome a small speed bump with the, with the physical uh, and get the paperwork together and take it down there and, uh, and get them, get them enrolled. And my wife, she understands how hard it is for me to get things done sometimes. And uh, she was very impressed. She's like, Oh, you shaved. I said, yeah, I shaved for the school. She's like, whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever does it. Uh, it's kind of a hipstery school. I wanted to look my best. 
<laughs> especially since they're giving us a spot and not making us wait for the lottery. I didn't want to freak them out being some burly, you know, dude. I don't know. Well, I, I guess that's, I guess that's about it. I don't know. Um, I, I've kind of stopped doing my animations for YouTube. Um, just a lack of interest, which is stinky. Cause I, I liked the finished product. Um, my wife and I are about to start a podcast. We're going to try next Wednesday night to sit down after the kids go to bed and record a show called, uh, we're both right, which will be an opinion and advice show kind of in the vein of the opinion and advice portions of uh, geek loves nerd back in the day. If you want a preview of what that would sound like, um, you can go to nlcast.com, scroll down to geek loves nerd and uh, you'll see some, some episodes that you can click on and listen to that we used to do. They're from, they're from a while back. Let me see. The latest episode was 86 and it was October, 2012. So they're old, but that's kind of the format we're going for. Uh, except more of a focus on opinions, uh, you know, sharing our opinions on life and, uh, kind of like GOK except with advice. So, um, things are going well in the podcast world. we got that story show. Um, it's it's uh, at episode 291 on our way to 300 episodes. It took way too long to get there. It shouldn't take 10 years or 12 years or whatever it's been since 2006. But, uh, you know, we had some significant breaks in there thanks to depression. But we're getting there. And uh, 291 was just posted last night. Already, we have 1,861 downloads on um, episode 291. Uh, have you ever wondered about my download numbers? Sometimes people like that kind of stuff. Uh, seven days ago, we posted The Message, which was episode 290. That one has 4,876. Um, now I have to go back a little bit. To episode 298, The Sun Show has 5,527. I have to go further back now to Lisa Loves Poison 298. Uh, 6,103. Uh, 287. I must admit, I, I don't know. No, I haven't missed anything. It was 288. 287. 6515 and uh 286 is 6598 um now we're getting into a month out the permission thief 285 uh 7115 um 284 7325 I'll do a couple more uh 283 scarface was uh, is seven thousand two hundred and forty eight, and then uh, glow sticks was two eighty two, and that's eight thousand three hundred and forty two downloads. Um, I will also say that uh, 
podcast or the podcast I'm doing with my daughter called uh, Red School Bus is doing really well. Two days ago, we released episode nine, which was a little crazy. We decided to do an April Fool's episode where we just totally bullcrapped our way through the whole thing, made up everything we said on the fly. And, and you know, people said that it was funny. She feels stupid about it, but I think it was worth doing. Uh, so far, two days in, 391 downloads. Episode eight has 458 then I have to go back. Um, the number seven, 540, 40. Uh, episode six has 560. Episode five, 634. Episode four, 506. Episode three, 543. Episode two, 606 and episode one, 741. I don't know why, but the first episodes always seem to have the most, I guess, because people, when they see a podcast that only has nine episodes, they go back to the beginning and they start from there. But I'm very happy with those numbers. Most folks don't get above 300 downloads and they've been doing it for a long time. Um, so I appreciate that, that I understand that a lot of folks are coming over from that story show, but we're also getting a lot of new emails and stuff. So the audience is, 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 uh, I mean, it's getting its own audience too. Uh, getting a lot of emails from kids and young people and parents and stuff like that. So, um, the only other podcast I have to share numbers from since it's my show, and I'll do what I want is G O K. So I hate a guy. Um, eight days out has, um, 211 downloads. And then I have to go back. I keep saying I have to go back because I loaded a bunch of bonus content, um, that I moved over for people to be able to download that are patrons. And, um, I have to skip that. So 95 was the one I did with Jay and that one got, that's got 298, 14 days out. Um, let's go back some more ranking the star Wars movies. Number 94 has 279, uh, number 93 about ghosts and spirits has 244 and conversation starters. 92 has 262. Let me do a couple more. Uh, 90 stuff. I believe is 249. Um, let's see. Oh, I have to go back even further now. All about dogs. Number 98 has 314. And then one more, one more nine eighty seven general well-being update 278. So you see what I mean? This one sits right under 300, uh, or th- at 300 average downloads. And so for red school bus, to be getting, you know, up up to what did I say, seven hundred on on the first episode. That's that's crazy. I mean, that story show, aka nobody's listening, sat at a thousand for years, and I thought that was amazing. Now, now it's um, whoops, now it's closer to an average of seven thousand to eight thousand. So, really happy. I'm um, podcasting. 
is is something that I do as a it's it's a little more than a hobby and a little less than a job if that makes sense. Um let's see. Let's let's move into the Patreon world. I recently um had folks I, I requested anyway that folks move their patronage from an old page that was uh it it was uh it was it was it was for nobody's listening so it had an nlcast you know uh, it was patreon.com slash nlcast and i asked people to move over from a per episode page to a that story show page which was on a monthly basis and a lot of people did a, a whole lot of people did i want to say like 49 people did I'm not absolutely sure exactly how many. Yeah, 49. I am I am sure. It says it right here. And uh folks, some folks moved over and they kept what they were doing per episode and they multiplied it times four and they kept at that rate. Some folks moved down. Most some folks moved up to a to a higher level where they were giving more per month. Um and then also we had some new folks come on board. And support the show. And um I I I don't mind talking about money. I don't I don't want to overfocus on it, but I think I've mentioned on this show before, I, I because I don't have a job, because I, I work out of the house doing artwork and podcasting and taking care of my family and my kids as much as I can. Um, this is my only source of income, so it matters. And right now. Uh, on Patreon, if you go there, this is public knowledge. Patreon.com slash that story show has 49 patrons at a rate of $579 per month. And that is amazing to me that folks would give. Um, on the old patron page, um, it is, there's just about 20 folks still left over there. And I think I get 22, uh, $22 per episode. So that times four is 88 bucks. So I'm still getting 88 bucks. So 88 plus 579 is about $667 a month that we're getting uh, just for one podcast. And um, it kind of blows my mind. Um, we actually hit a goal of $500 and I said when we did that, that we would start a podcast once a month where I would interview one patron and it would be a patron only podcast. And so I'm going to be starting that up here, uh, the middle of the end of this month and, um, already got a line of folks waiting to be interviewed. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, our next goal is at a thousand dollars and, uh, and that that it, it, that's when we're going to start doing giveaways and you know start buying gift cards and you know Starbucks I guess or Steam you know gift codes or things like that I don't know I don't know we'll find out what people want and we'll kind of do that based on that you know we'll we'll know what people want and um as far as uh as far as GOK goes it is part of the income that I make is, is you guys, several of you contribute 
via patron patreon <laughs> and uh, i have 11 patrons and i get an average of 24 dollars an episode so 24 times 4 is 96 dollars a month that i get just from this tiny little podcast that i do and um you know in a lot of ways that means even more because the ratio is definitely higher I mean, there's 8,000 people listening and I've only got 49 over there. Um, there's less than 300 listening and I got 11 over here. And um, that means a lot. It means a whole lot. So I appreciate you supporting uh, the Gospel of Kennison. If, if you're listening and you're like, hey, I want to join. I want to I help him out. He seems like a nice guy. He's sad. <laughs> then... Uh, you can do a dollar per episode. You can do three bucks per episode, five, ten. You can go crazy. Uh, and and you can do that at patreon.com slash GOK. Okay? That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, I, I will mention one more patron. Patreon page. It's different. It's different pronunciations, and it's messing me up. Um, it's Red School Bus. We started a Patreon page for... Red school bus and, uh, and already have started to, we, I think we have three, uh, three patrons I'm pulling up now. Yes. We have three at a total of $14 a month and there is no math necessary because that is how much we're making. My daughter, I've been telling her that she gets 30% or, or 40 40. She gets 40% of, uh, of everything that we make. So 40 times 0.04, she makes uh, about a dollar 50 after all of the fees and stuff, uh, PayPal fees and stuff like that. When we, when we finally get the money, she makes about $5 and 50 cent. And that is what paid for her Frappuccino after her doctor's appointment the other day. Is I paid my daughter in Frappuccino. Because <laughs> we have a rule. They're not allowed to spend their money on food. So uh, the way around that is we buy them gift cards sometimes for Starbucks or whatever else, you know, they want food to buy food for. That way they could spend their 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 uh, cards on it, but they can't buy food. So uh, I but I can pay them in food. <laughs> I It's the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Uh, so there you go. Now, you know, like a lot of stuff. Um, I don't know that it was at all interesting, but you know, a lot of stuff, you know, my numbers, you know, what shows I'm doing, you know, what I'm making per whatever. And, and I don't, please hear me. I don't share this stuff to brag. I, I share it cause I'm proud. Um, and not of myself, just of the whole thing that it's working, that the people find value in what I do. And it gives me a sense of pride. And again, not a haughty look at me kind of pride, the kind of pride that makes people take care of their kids and their lawn, you know, the, the kind of pride that keeps people well-dressed and smelling good, just the normal kind of pride you take in your appearance or, or, you know, the way your lawn looks. I Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me see if I can define it better. Define 
pride. Maybe there's a better word. A feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievement. The achievements of those with whom one is closely associated with or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Um, confidence and self-respect as expressed by members of a group. Uh, oh, that's the different definition. But I would say that pretty much sums it up. Uh, I, I don't have the pride that's evil. I have the pride that is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. I think that's a, a natural God-given benefit. And I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, so thanks for listening. This has been kind of a weird podcast. We started with talking about schools and ended up talking about numbers and stuff. So I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry it was so late this week. Like I said, I had a rough half a week and uh, it is Friday. It is an entire, I mean, like I usually do these on Tuesday or Wednesday and it's Friday, but better late than never. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. All 11 of you matter. And and matter of fact, I'm going to take the time. I want to, I want to read off my patrons, Aaron Huey. Thank you. Carrie Wright. Thank you. Chris Tipton. Thank you. David Booth. Thank you. Yanu Streespec. Thank you. Julie Ann Peterson. Thank you. Kevin Walker. Thank you. Lucas Kirk. Thank you. Peter Chapman. Thank you. Ryan Greer. Thank you. Jazane Estrada. Thank you. You guys are awesome. And you're the reason this um, this man right here, this guy talking on the phone on the microphone, uh, has a natural sense of pride, and I appreciate it. It's a it's an important thing when life has crushed you to powder, and uh, you're trying to put the pieces back together. So thank you for supporting me on Patreon, on Patreon, on Patreon. Why'd they have to spell it weird? P a t r e o n. I don't know. All right. Well, I'll see you guys next week. If you have any comments, input, whatever, uh, questions, if you need advice, if you want uh, to interact at all, the email address is james at nlcast.com. Um, look, join join the NLCast Network group on, on Facebook. It's uh, just look up Nobody's Listening Podcast Community. We've also got a, uh, a Discord server and all that. You can go to nlcast.com slash com, uh, and just click on community. There's no slash community. I, maybe it is slash community, but just go to the community page and there's links to everything so that you can get involved and connect. Uh, most of the names that I read off, are, you guys are already connected, but there is, um, I don't know, what's, what's 200 or 300 minus 11? There's 289 of you that I don't know, that I would love to connect with. So email me this week. Hit me up. Tell me what you enjoy about the show. Uh, what do you get out of it? Why do you listen? How did you find it? Um, you know, and and join us on Facebook and friend me and all that kind of stuff, and, and we'll get to know each other. Uh, until next time, God bless. Pray for me. I need it. Um, and I believe in luck because it's God. Yay! Oh.